Hey everyone, this is Steve D'Angelo. I'm back with our third episode of Feedworthy. I've got Eric Bow and Steve St. Germain. What's up? Woo woo! Hey guys, our uh, head of strategy and social, respectively. Uh, today we're here to talk about some of today's biggest happenings in the marketing world, how they've played out in social, and discuss uh, what impact, if any, they're having on the feeds of the people watching them, and ultimately if it worked out for the brand. So this is a podcast that comes to you from the few minds of us here at Rebuild Group, creative marketing agency built out of Detroit, Michigan. I apologize for my voice today, fellas. It's a little uh, little rusty, but it's been a month, so I'm getting back into it. Today we're going to be talking about carry on the good side. Football. Hey everybody, it's really football. football. <laughs> it's uh, was great. Stand up and cheer, stop your feet, stop clapping. NBC Sunday not about to happen. Monday Night Football. Um, so we're going to introduce a couple of those topics, I think, over uh, just the high level, the five we're covering. Actually six, but we'll do five just bonus, for you. A bonus one. Yeah. Excellent. So today we're going to probably, we'll be talking, probably, we will be talking about <laughs> um, Pepsi's full court precedent football, Microsoft Surface. Um, Reese did something interesting around sweepstakes, Dr. Pepper, Buffalo Wild Wings, and last but not least, Bud Light and the Browns. Let's do it. Sounds good. Discovery, go at throttle up. Before we get into it, what I'd like to do is just explain a little bit about what we're going to go through. What we do um, with Feedworthy is we take a look at, um, first of all, who's marketing what, but then we look at social feeds out there. And it's not whether they have any chatter, but what are the themes within each one of them? Sometimes you're going to we found a lot of conversations. Another time, and that would be feedworthy. Other times it's like crickets, guys, and that's what we call worthless. So as we go through this, we'll, after each segment, we'll talk about well, was it feedworthy or worthless, and just have a lot of fun with it. So let's kick this off. Let's start first of all with why do we pick football? Well, first of all, it's flipping October. But the NFL spends about $4.2 billion and throw another billion dollars on top of college. That's a lot of flipping money. And you would think there'd be a lot more out there that is causing conversations. Now, if you look in general, you'll find conversations on any team. I mean, we're all from Detroit, so the frickin' Lions um, started out as a debacle. Yep. Did a little better, but as of last week, we're back to debacle. <laughs> <laughs> um, ups and downs. Ups That's the life of a Lions fan, right? Yeah, and, and the fan chatter out there is tremendous. I don't care if it's for a college team or for a pro team. Um, but what we're looking at really here is, are the marketers actually getting their fair share of conversation? Yeah, they're breaking through, right? It's a right. crowded space, and that's half the problem, is people are so used to this time of year just being inundated with conversation or, or ads, in this case. Uh, how do you stand out? Yeah, or blend in in some cases, but not get lost in the white noise. So let's just jump into the first one, which is the Pepsi tailgate tour. What's really interesting is these guys put a lot of money and time around it. It's impressive. Let me just read the list of things they're doing. First of all, they have a Pepsi tailgate tour. It's tour to um, 10 locations, pro and college. And they sort of use the college location as iffy because they just go to Ohio State twice, what they call that college. <laughs> Um, there's also at every um, performance they have um, the country artist Low Cash singing. 
And then they have tailgate games like Cornhole, Ladderball, Giant Jenga. And I think they even have Madden games there, if I remember right. So moving on from that, they also have some promotions with um, NFL teams they sponsor, like the Redskins and the Dolphins. And then they have a YouTube series called The Road to Game Day, which we'll talk about in a second. And finally, they did a special issue um, NFL cans. So there's a lot. I mean, you think about it, That's a lot. So you get Pepsi credit first and foremost of going all in yeah, on this. Yeah, they're, ev- they're everywhere with this. But I will yeah. say, just um, you know, we're looking at this list in front of us right now, but it's just a it seems like it's a bunch of off-the-shelf things that you've been doing for a while. Like Giant Jenga. That was cool in Austin 15 years ago. And I don't know if it's so much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these things are. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually just kind of picturing, like, your typical tailgate that everyone would ha- have holding a beer, but they're all just drinking Pepsi for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> interesting concept. But interesting. Hey. Well, actually, that's a good point, Steve. I mean, you think about it. What I like about the first thing is they're trying to integrate the tailgate, but the first rule about tailgating is you have your own tailgate. Yeah. So Pepsi throwing a tailgate, it's not like you have a crowd of people who are meandering around from tailgate to tailgate to tailgate. Typically, you hang out at your own with your friends or family or people you know or people you don't know. Yeah, I think more like the, the coal. What's the coal company? Who Every year they do, uh, you know, the they're, only, they're enhancing the tailgate, right? You're talking about the Johnsonville one or the Kingsford? Kingsford. Oh, Kingsford, yeah. They yeah that, that's the idea. Enhance you know your own party versus come to ours. We're, we're the coolest here. Yeah, <laughs> you just come we, back out of the we, we got a Pepsi. Have a great time. Right. Here, yeah. throw a ladder ball. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you take a look at starting with their YouTube series, um, Road to Game Day, um, for those who've not seen it, um, no offense, I don't think you're missing all that much. In the view show it it's like a bunch of bobbleheads getting in a car with vo's on just you know banter on the way to game day your typical length is about a minute so on the bright side they're not long yeah but i mean like hundreds of views how uh, much of this content i mean maybe it's not super high productions <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's i don't want to rat on it entirely no, no, but you, you, know, you got several you got several thousand i mean you, you sort of get the idea are you just being too clever with this stuff like that i know i don't know it's yeah, I mean they have they have a, uh, a a decent formula, right? It's uh, serialized content, and then each episode features a different team and different player personalities. So, ideally, you're going to try to get a different kind of market or audience for each one. But the question is kind of who, who who really cares about this? Well, it's not generating conversation, so that's that's the rule. Well, go go even a step further. Two things. One is how are people going to find it? Steve, towards your point, I think it's smart to actually take the halo of different football players and integrate them into content. But how are the people who love different players know that Pepsi created this content? Also, people who follow Pepsi, how many of them are really NFL fans? Mm -hmm. So Pepsi's got 805,000 people subscribing to their channel. But how many people are really NFL fans and really would dig this content? Well, based on the numbers, a small percentage is making making their way down this far. So moving on from that, um, so I mentioned prior that they sponsor different teams. One of them is the Dolphins. And um, what they did is just some general um, asking, you know, about having the best tailgate and Pepsi stuff points. And they'll use the Andy Amendola or Ryan Kerrigan from the Redskins. The interesting thing, though, is the banter is nothing to do with Pepsi. It has to do more with Miami and Patriot fans taking it out over Amendola, for example. Rick Ankin um, says, Ad, Ad would have been better if you matched Pepsi sign with red, white, um, red, blue, and white. Miss you. Always a patriot. Mm. Another one from, from Jacob or uh, King Lake 508. 
Stay in Miami because the Patriots don't deserve you. Hashtag Dolphins. Yep. And uh, third tweet here from uh, Barbobia B. Says, wasn't ready to see the change. Good luck in the sunny state. Pats fans will miss you. Which, that's pretty cool that you get this type of following. And, again, you, you know, obviously you got um, Danny Amendola's um, feed on here. That's why you're getting that, which is smart. Yeah, it, like you said, it's, there, it's a proper way of using the player right. to stimulate emotion or, in this case, conversation online. So the other thing they did was actually have um, both Ryan Kerrigan and Danny Amendola sign the can, sign a can. And that what they did is um, – auctioned it off through a retweeting or a hashtag type of sweepstakes and the can is signed and and actually put in is hermetically sealed in some plexiglass so that whoever gets it's sort of the bit of a trophy that's funny it's really I, I, if you look at the, two, the difference between the two you know one generates conversation about the player because that's where the real passion is right this is where it's forced a little bit i think it, well, what do we got? Let's make a can and auction it off. <laughs> well, also and look at the results, right? Well, the results are not yeah, good. Yeah, how did it do? Twelve tweets for uh, for Ryan Kerrigan and Danny Amendola was at fifty. And yeah, not so a lot. It's not okay. like you've got thousands of people vying to have this signed can. Which I, it is pretty excessive in terms of a uh, a hangout to watch football. No, well, it is. <laughs> um, so you know, Pepsi did quite a bit. Um, obviously, they put some bucks to it. Obviously, you have ads running and stuff like that. What do you guys think? Feed worthy or worthless? For me, I, overall, I, I think it's probably in the feed worthless category. I don't think there was anything that was truly broken through. Maybe within a certain market, you know, for for Miami, uh, maybe you could argue there's some va- some value there. But I don't think from a social feed standpoint that there was much value to the holistic mm-hmm. approach. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think it's. Uh, worthless for the most part they it really feels like pepsi uh has had probably these multi-year agreements with some of these teams or with the nfl itself uh has some broadcast sponsorships and said how can we extend this let's do an on-site tailgate and a lot of it is is to me and to my eyes falling flat so um, hopefully they're getting value uh through partnerships with the nfl and other places because i don't know if they're doing it here when's the the last time you had a pepsi uh, Pepsi, Pepsi at a tailgate. No. Long ago. I, I prefer uh, Coke, personally. <laughs> yeah, my, I, agree with, Coke. I agree with both of you. I think it's feed worthless. I th- you can see the effort without a doubt. Um, we're going to get to some other ones later that I felt did a better job of integrating into the passion of football as opposed to being on the perimeter. And I felt this was more on the perimeter, and that's why you don't see it. So moving on. Next thing we want to talk about is Microsoft Surface. And... For those who actively watch the NFL and some college teams, you're going to find the Microsoft Surface is actually used um, at the game by coaches and players to view plays, replay, stuff like that. And they're currently in their seventh year. So one of the things we looked at, since this wasn't new, are they getting any chatter around it? And if so, what was the conversation around that? And we really found two themes. The first themes is coach. And so think of this like um, – if you have a Microsoft Surface, it's almost like it authenticates you as being a coach. So, for example, Caleb Bacon um, tweeted out, the only people who have Microsoft Surfaces are football coaches. <laughs> and what's really interesting is Vince Mecca replied to him, I've always known deep down I was destined to be a coach. Where do I report to start, my new, to start a new job? <laughs> so it's really interesting yeah. on that one. Another one from John, uh, just bought my Microsoft Service so I can play football manager on an airplane. I'm a pathetic 40-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Uh, and then uh, again from uh, Cowboy RT says on Twitter, Garrett doesn't coach with any level of feel. He makes every decision by the percentages. They may as well have a Microsoft Surface out there making the decisions. <laughs> so. so, you know, on the one hand, um, it's done a nice job of being the thinkers. And that blue wrap they put on it. You know, that, yeah, that very cushioned course, yeah. everybody. You know what that is. I mean, at this point, at I least know. I do. Yeah. But I have a secret agenda. Yeah, I do love you, my service. Yeah, you have a secret <laughs> agenda, which gets me to the second secret agenda here. The other thing we found out we referred to as Bigfoot sightings. So people actually um, were commenting more on um, the lack of penetration in the market for Microsoft Surface. So, for example, Benjamin Cruz um, tweeted out, as popular as the NFL, NFL is, I still haven't met anyone in my life that owns a Microsoft Surface. Um, Suratar Sir, responded to him, I like I like how during the first year the announcers were calling them iPads. Remember that? That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the first couple of seasons. I think oh, it still yeah. happens occasionally. It does. And then they get they probably get an email from Microsoft saying, oh, hello. <laughs> no, iPad just is easier to say. Absolutely. Uh, another one from EC Callis. Every year I watch NFL games, I see dozens of Microsoft Surface ads or product placements on each given day, game day. Yet, I only know one person who has ever had one, and I don't think they will have it any longer. <laughs> I take personal offense to that. Why do you, Steve? <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm a regular user. I was insulted. With, I, you know what? It, I, as, even though it's a negative, they're getting conversation about it, right? It's a theme. That means there's a substantial amount of conversation happening. Any PR is good PR, right? No, I'm also I've also been a user for five years. <laughs> yeah, you're a little biased. By the way, any PR is not always good <laughs> PR. <laughs> I mean, I think the first one actually allowed it to be a little more positive, aligning yourself with coach, saying you can't be found or found as much as Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, one last tweet here uh, in terms of reactions. Spooky, scary, skeleton Chris. I think that's a Halloween-themed wow. username. Uh, as always, today's football games are brought to you by Microsoft Surface, the official iPad of the NFL. See, he knows. He knows. Not that rare of a sighting. So, you know, not a lot on Microsoft Surface here. We did find many more tweets, but we try to limit based on the theme. So what do you guys think about Microsoft Surface? Granted, it's seven years in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the numbers of the, the volume for, you know, the competition, but look, they're on their fifth generation, you know, and it's and I'm, I'm going to be lined up to get my next one. Right. Maybe I'm a bad one to review this. How, how, <laughs> how about people who are not biased? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I tend to I tend to like this integration from Microsoft. I think that uh, aligning with the head coaches, um, you know, the guy who's calling all the shots and then using the device as – uh, kind of a personal assistant on the field. You definitely can't ignore it if you're a fan of football. Uh, I really like this for them. I, I don't know if the social conversations uh, come through where we can see it, but again, seven years in, it, it puts it on my radar for at least a couple minutes a week while I'm watching a game. Uh, my take is it's feed medium. I'm just making a new, new, new levels as we go. <laughs> well, I love the fact that they're being aligned with coaches. So somebody's thinking through it and they own that cognitive cognitive space of coaching, which is great. The fact that people are bashing on it a little bit, you know, I'm going to take your side on this a little, Steve. People bash on Microsoft in general. Mm -hmm. Any Apple owner will tell you the biggest piece of crap is any Microsoft product. So the fact they're doing it, not a big surprise. I mean, that's in general electronic banter to begin with. So I'm going feed medium on this one. Feed medium. Medium well. I like it. Nope, feed medium. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. 
Reese's is a very interesting one. So Yum. First of all, we're sitting one day prior to Halloween as we do this podcast. So, yeah, Reese's are on a lot of people's minds, especially my kids. It's literally the best Halloween candy. Yeah, well, we had this whole discussion earlier of Max versus Minis. Yeah, and you guys really you turned me on to this idea of putting the Minis in the fridge. Well, you got to put the Minis in the freezer. Freezer, fridge. Yeah, yeah. Freezer, yeah, freezer. Yeah. freezer. The other thing is that ch- this is where we're, we're two to one on you in this. The, the ratio of the big cup versus the little cup, the little cup has better chocolate to peanut butter ratio than the bigger yeah, cup. Absolutely. Maybe that's why I like the bigger one better. Yeah, More yeah. peanut butter. Yeah, whatever. That's not really what the, the sweepstakes is about, <laughs> but let's just harness it back in a little bit. So what um, Reese's has been doing for the better part of the season is just that we'll do a weekly tweet out. For example, which which Reese's product are you in your lineup this weekend? They'll show a couple of Reese's products and a football or a goalpost. And what you do is you tweet out um, or retweet on their tweet, um, hashtag not sorry, hashtag sweepstakes, and you'll be in line to win an Amazon gift card. Now, the gift cards range from as little as $50 up to $1,000, which is really interesting. By far, minus one, which we'll talk about at the very end, there was more posts around this, but it's also you're looking at you know people just trying to get free crap. Yep, sweeps. Yes. I mean, throw an Amazon gift card out. Right, and some of the responses, to you know, for example, of this is in regards to which one, which one are you going to eat this weekend. Sandy Pyle um, tweeted out, counterplay. I kicked back watching some college games and having a Reese's Outrageous bar with my coffee today. Nothing better to go with football, you know. And so it's like, okay, well. I'm curious. Yeah. Another one from James Green. My fave half is halftime of the football game eating half of my Reese's peanut butter cups. Hashtag not sorry. I cannot eat just half. Uh, These things are addicting. I see what he's doing there, but. Uh, Tina uh, at Beachbound7 uh, says for us in front of the TV currently watching football and not sharing my Reese's with my dog hashtag not sorry hashtag sweepstakes also hashtag not a good idea yeah dogs don't, don't do good with chocolate no. right? she said she's not sharing it with her dog guys well yeah well, don't not give yourself credit for that if. come on <laughs> Tina anywho um so the Reese's one's pretty straightforward, and like I said prior, they, they, they really got a lot of traction out of this. What do you guys think? I think it's a great idea to be in front of people every week, and if you're forming habits where they're responding, it's, it seems like it's working to me. I'm going to call it feed-worthy. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, to me, this is Social Media 101. You buy a few gift cards, you hire a graphic designer, and you, you know, Reese's does not have, um, as far as I know, any big partnerships with, um, NFL and all this, but they're subtly kind of integrating themselves uh, into the interest of all these folks. So a um, couple weeks in a row, do it, do it, do it. And retweet is like the ultimate social currency because it all does is just spread out to more people. So good on them. I call feed worthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to make up new ones as we go along. I'll call it feed 50-50 on oh this one. Oh, my gosh. Again with it. Well, here's, here's why. Pick a side. I am picking a side. Here's It's feed worthy from just getting it. I agree with you. Getting into people's um, you know, social cer- circles and stuff like that with the retweets, smart. It's not really doing anything with football. I mean, your point about the graphic designer, all they have to do is draw a football or a goal post, and you're good to go. So as far as NFL passion integration, it was worthless. As far as getting into somebody's feed, I think it is feed worthy. That's the 50-50 play. All right. I hear you. I'm All with right. you on that one. Okay. So B-dubs is our next one. Buffalo Wild Wings, for those who don't know what B-dubs means. 
wings, beer, sports, or beer, sports, wings, or sports, wings, beer. You pick your order. <laughs> Man, this place has changed over the years. Yeah. I mean, they just become the, the hub. They're I remember behemoth. when they first came out, it was all about the wings, right? It's right. the variety. It was these extremely hot wings, and then like the sort of like, you know, regular ones. That was the talk, right? That's why you went to Buffalo. Now it's, it is a destination. Well, and that's, Every ad they have on TV is come watch the game, come watch the game, come watch the game, come watch the game. So, um, yep. you know, the question is, is it working? Um, a couple of years ago, they went with this whole di- idea of tailgating, and, and the idea was to come there and tailgate. But tailgating and tailgating, it was a little off because you usually tailgate before the game, not during the game. So after a couple of years, they dropped that. Now they're trying to be even more so as creating several different experiences with the with the um during the game so for example earlier this year they partnered with DraftKings. so during the game they will um you know do different types of events that you can do and stuff like that so they're trying to become more than just a restaurant to watch um the game i think the DraftKings thing is that that was first first time this year in september uh, as far as i know yeah yeah I mean, i've never heard of it before i think it's a good idea but that, that's kind of a wave that came and went too to some degree yeah. you know and obviously fantasy drafting has not gone away at all but so, the DraftKings so themselves follow the direct trajectory no betting DraftKings betting yeah who knows i don't know where they're headed with that i think it's smart to layer something on there but your point maybe DraftKings is um it's out of trend now yeah it's tough to say i mean it's a it is an interesting uh example of a brand here that's saying well you know a lot of these sports uh sponsorships are really pricey because they tend to be but partnering with someone it's almost like a third party that says hey we still have the audience we just do it this way um work with us and it seems like i think it's a win for DraftKings and, and, and both well, of definitely them yeah i just i just would have expected it maybe two or three years ago yeah, yeah. i wonder fair. why you don't see anybody else there either you know, like Yahoo or, or any of the other leagues, ESPN, and I'm sure they all Well, we'll get into that a little bit. I mean, they're trying to own fantasy football, too, and we'll talk about There's a few tweets around that. But um, the first thing, we, it was just the general, um, how shall I say this, um, connection with Buffalo Wild Wings and watching sports. You'll find that out at there in social conversations. For example, Ryan Suchuk at um, Suchuk. Who, do, who goes to Buffalo Wild Wings on the first, uh, or excuse me, who goes to a Buffalo Wild Wings on the first week of non-NFL football and asks to change TV to NASCAR? <laughs> Boo. Well, right there, you can tell, you know, it's just, it, in his mind, it is football. Oh, yeah. Uh, another one from Baylor Cook. Texas A&M, the, the school I wish I went to, in parentheses, is playing my favorite college football team, Alabama, Roll Tide. The game is 45 minutes down the road from me, but I couldn't afford to get tickets because hashtag broke college student. Well, Buffalo Wild Wings it is, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, okay, broke college student. B-dubs is kind of pricey. I mean, have you guys been there lately? I mean, it's yeah. like they are asking a lot for broke some of that stuff. Still te- cheaper than tickets. Yeah, but broke college kids? How about just cable? I mean, or I, streaming? Thought, I thought there were like student <laughs> tickets that people Couches. could get. <laughs> Couches, yeah. Couches. <laughs> Cheap tailgate. Uh, last one here. Uh Chelsea Cantu 21 says, I just want a boyfriend that is willing to have a wing eating contest with me at Buffalo Wild Wings on a football Sunday while we drink beer and, if possible, look like Bradley Cooper. Is that too much to ask? I can't speak to that. I <laughs> <laughs> can't either. But, uh, yeah, the first part sounds great. That's pretty cool. Um, Good luck, Chelsea. 
Well, one thing they, they do, again, one usually if you do fantasy football, there's like three places you're going to do it, in somebody's home, online, or at a restaurant. So what they're trying to do is own that restaurant space a little bit. And so they did this um, interesting little, um, you know, online sweepstake called Hashtag Fantasy Hall of Name where they wanted people to retweet out what did they call their fantasy league this year. So, for example. Great, great idea, right? Because this I is, this is the, the, you know, I'm in a neighbor's league with, you know, nine or ten guys. That's half the fun of it is ratting on people for horrible names. Right. Including mine. What is yours? Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> really? Apparently it's the name of my Wi-Fi. For anybody else who's thinking about it, try to hack it. Nice. I didn't know it was set up that way, but uh, yeah. Well, when, well, yeah. And so they did get quite a few people responding to it. Now, let's read a few of these to you. Um, Kevin Roman um, wrote in um, or tweeted in, what's in your wallet? Hashtag Fantasy Hall of Names. Good. Uh, another one from Troy Vermillion. Lights, Kamara action. I like that. Kamara's nice. actually having a good year. Yes, he is. Well, I got to jump to the one I love is Ryan Krumer. Yo, Belichick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I like another one that's, uh, this is Madison Phillips. She says, Juju like that? Feeling myself. That's pretty good. So good. Spunky. <laughs> and then uh, Philly Philly here with Kibbles and Vicks. Ooh. I, I, I have to dark. imagine they had to know they weren't going to be. Yeah, that's very dark. Well, <laughs> you, you, yeah, I didn't think that was going to make it either. And by the way, we we tried to just pull the clean ones here. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's p- kind of the point, though. Like yeah. They had to know they were going to get mostly things that are inappropriate or not acceptable to be promoting. Right. Well, what's interesting, if you look at the ones that are actually in um, their um, feed that they recognize as the best ones, like Carry On My Wayward Johnson, which we like that in Detroit here. Yep. Um, to our ability, we couldn't find these tweets. So don't know if um, they got them in a different manner or God, they, they were getting a lot, right? And they were getting a decent amount. Yeah. And again, it's like, like you said, it's like with your fantasy football team, people sort of, it's a, bit, a little bit of bragging rights coming up with a cool name. And you're back to the player. And right, pretty much you get picked on if you come up with, I don't know, a lame name like Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick it. it was, it's catchy. It was assigned. It was assigned? Yeah, once they found out. They were all at my house. So they, they tried to log into the Wi-Fi. And they said, what is your <laughs> I was nah. like, I don't know. <laughs> and there was Cookie Monster sitting right there. All right. Well, in a later episode, we'll I dive have, into I your home kids. habits there, dude. <laughs> all right. So with um, Buffalo Wildlings, what do you think? Feed worthy or worthless? I'm going to say feed worthy. You know, I think it's a good, uh, although I don't know the credibility of it entirely, I think I like the interaction between, you know, the people and the conversation that are happening outside of social media and then how it folds into it. I think it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, I think, for the first time today, Steve. And this <laughs> one, I think, is feed worthless because, I mean, B-dubs is sports at this point. I think that they need to do a little bit more here. I mean, fantasy, it's 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 fine. Um, I don't know. I, I It's just not breaking through for me. I'm not loving it. All right. Throwing it down. Yeah. No, we <laughs> do, no well, you and I tend to agree on, on most things, <laughs> right? That's so. true, yeah. Well, it's, I would refer to this as the shooting star. All right, star. 50-50, here There's, we go. No, it's not the – it's the shooting star. Oh, my gosh. So I do think they started the season off very nicely with Fantasy Hall of Name, really got into that, and then – crickets nothing afterwards mm-hmm. so it really started out more as feed worthy 
and then it went to worthless. And now they're just, you know, the, the conversation's built on the cachet their brand has had for years as opposed to creating additional energy around it. Yeah, I wonder if you'll see them start to pop up when we're sitting down and do this in February or January for the Super Bowl. Don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I will say I, I used to love those spots that they would do where – you know, they, they put you at the bar and everyone's enjoying yeah. the game. Then the lights go out. Um, it was kind of, I guess, a play on that uh, Super Bowl where the lights went out or whatever. But yeah. those were memorable ads, and they were fun to watch even again and again. So um, how far they have fallen? I don't know if they fell as much as they're get, they have the credit for that, yep. but they're not building on it. And so what, what's the next level? Yep. As a brand, you're always asking, what's the next level? They already own in many respects, you look at Applebee's. Well, we looked at other restaurants too, to be fair. Nobody had any relation with the NFL for the most part. That's true. And so they at least have that part. But I'll give them that, that they're still in it, they're still yeah. talking about it, and uh, they haven't lost that. Right, and it just matter it is, I don't think they took it to another level this year. That's all. Yep. Yeah. All right, last but not least, um, Bud Light and the Browns. So many of are aware of the whole Bud Light promotion. If not, let me explain it to you. The wonderful Browns in Cleveland, us in Detroit, just want to hug them, um, have 635 days of w day winless streak going into this season. And so before the season, 10 fridges full of Bud Light, 200 beers in each fridge, were actually placed in local bars. And they, would not, and they were chained. And actually what's funny is I didn't include this in it. Master Lock was doing a promotion because they were the lock that actually locked the chains so That's nobody great. could get into it. <laughs> so um, basically, until they won, nobody was opening these fridges. So guess what happened, folks? They won. And what's interesting, and we were all watching, you can watch these videos. It, 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 in a way, whether intentional or not, it was brilliant because you have people in a bar all ramped up because you won. And they're all waiting for that cooler to open. So you have everybody's cell phone pointing at what, guys? The cooler. And they all, in, in a way, every video is the same, but they're all different because you saw it from different perspectives, different emotion, and everything like that. So to me, it's like it, it was, whether intentionally or not, it, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I love I that. Lo I love seeing this. Anytime a, a brand invests in another brand, you know, the Browns, way before they know when something's going to turn, I think it's great. It's, well, it's it, long-term gratification, right? But you have to invest in this way ahead of time. It's very well thought out, and it, it's a, it's a you know a relatively easy experiential thing to create, right? It's a, it's not, it's very easy to understand when you win. That opens up, and those two hundred beers are free. And I like what you're talking about with the word integration, um, because if you look at really the responses they got. It's like it, it integrated into football, into passion, into people losing. And these are awesome tweets. Let's just read a few of these to you. <laughs> uh, yes, sex is cool. But you ever get a Bud Light from a cooler in downtown Cleveland after the Browns win? Which I'm assuming he's insinuating is better than sex. <laughs> brave, Nick. That's yeah, really brave. Uh, I like this one. It was a, well, it was retweeted by um, a news account. But it was the Cleveland Police Department tweeted about the free beer for Browns fans as part of the Bud Light promotion and they have the Cleveland police uh, tweet there we won wait oh god the free beer thing okay Cleveland <laughs> stay calm go Browns at Browns at Bud Light hashtag Cleveland I love that that's great that's hilarious that's I can't believe they got the police to actually tweet about it too that's very smart love that uh, and then Taylor uh, Taylor here says Browns fans and generally most people Oh, God, I fucking hate Bud Light. It gives me such a headache <laughs> after the Browns win. 
motherfucking free Bud Light. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> whether you, whether anybody listening likes to admit it, that's gone through your head. Right? It has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I personally, I don't even drink Bud Light. I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink Pepsi before I drink Bud Light. Yeah, I mean. Just a note on this, too. I think, like, there is probably not a better uh, sports fandom or universe than the Browns to inject something like an idea Mm -hmm. like this into. I mean, the Browns have a lot of similarities to the Lions, where we're used to losing, but we're still diehards. And uh, this promotion at this time, it was uh, gold for them. Yeah, but where was our coolers when we had our winless season? I was thinking the same thing. No kidding. The next time you hit a losing streak, you should they should pony up, <laughs> load the city up with Oh, yeah. Well, building on that, what's interesting is um, um, Bud Light created victory coolers that you can, or victory fridge, excuse me, you can actually buy and put into your home. So every time the Browns win, you can go to the victory fridge and get one out, which I thought that was a nice nuance. And they're cute little orange and blue fridges. Looks like something you would find in a dorm room about that size. I love how they've turned this into such a thing. It's great. Well, and again, it should have been conversation. Again, That's the best part. Just like Buffalo Wild Wings. Take it to another level. Yep. Um, and then what was inevitable was when the Rounds won their second game, what did people want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so A.J. Hillbreth writes, bring the, Browns, or bring the Browns more Bud Light when they won their second game. And this is what you want, right? Another one, uh, Fitness Mama, would not be Browns football without overtime. Seems to be the new thing. More hashtag Bud Light for all. That's so funny. And then uh, Tyler the Raver here says, does this mean we get more free beer? So, like, after every win, people are literally now, hey, where's the beer? Where's the Bud Light? But they're, but they're branding it. Well, they're branding it. So they're synonymous they with the Browns winning. Yeah, yeah. On, on breaking news today, both um, coaches, the head coach and the um, offensive coach got fired from the Browns today. Yeah. wonder what they're drinking. <laughs> Somebody, someone should ship them a case <laughs> of Bud Light. Get the victory fridge Actually, out. That, that's something to keep an eye on, too. I wonder if Bud Light's doing anything around that. Uh, that was, they've done enough. <laughs> Have a beer. Hey, uh, we know two people that might need a beer. The new coach, maybe. A beer. Yeah, yeah the new coaches. Um, so what do you think? Um, feed worthy or worthless? Uh, my take is it's feed worthy. I think it was a, an investment in a brand, like I said. And I, I, Obviously, the conversations are coming in, right? And, and then you not only that, you've created demand for a product beyond the promotion. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is great. Um, I would love to see how much uh, Bud Light, even on the taps and things like that, uh, on the drafts at some of these bars, uh, I think that they have, uh, Bud Light has a lot of new fans in Cleveland, for sure. I, I think it's feed worthy through the clouds. I mean, it's really, it, they tied into a passion. They're synonymous with the Browns winning. What could you ask for as a brand? And we've talked about Bud Light in the past, right? I mean, you know, outside of here, outside of the podcast, even it's like a lot of what it is is the things you would expect, right? This was the first time I remember seeing something that, if you were to go back like seven to ten years, you know, when, you, when Bud Light with their, well, maybe we hold that for another because Bud Light, if, as of late last year, was not doing well, right? So on the whole Dilly Dilly campaign, don't know if yeah, that turned yeah, it around, but exactly. we'll probably look at that on a future podcast. That's yeah. a great point. And I mean, yeah, and one last thing, too. I mean, um, there's been a lot of momentum around craft beer and things like that. There's nothing stopping a small brewery or someone else from doing right. this. This is just a good idea. That's a great idea. So, yeah. Cheers to them. Like free Reese's at a bar. Yes. <laughs> Don't know what <laughs> the, that has to do the with anything. <laughs> no, the minis. We can do that. Let's mini, do that. Mini in the freezer. Rebuild gives uh, Reese's to local <laughs> bars. 
Reese's. Um, last but not least, I want to shift our attention to our friends at Dr. Pepper. Is this the bonus? This is the bonus round. We bonus. normally do five. Today is six. You got six fingers on your hands today, folks. Um, Dr. Pepper invests a lot, and you can see them all over the airwaves. So we thought this is really interesting. Were the amount of money they're spending and everything else? Are they getting any conversation around it? And really with the commercial they have, they're really getting two things. The first reaction is they miss Larry Culpepper. And if you're under, um, unaware who Larry Culpepper is, is the guy with the glasses and gnarly shorts. He's always going, ice cold Dr. Pepper here. And so a lot of people are, hey, what, you know, for example, RPO Speedwagon, love that. What happened to Larry Culpepper? Did one of those weirdos in the new Dr. Pepper commercial murder him? <laughs> That's great. Uh, another one from Keith Brown. Dear Dr. Pepper, bring back Larry Culpepper. Eyes cold, Dr. Pepper here. The new commercial, Fanville sucks. The marketing genius who signed off on this change should be traded to <laughs> traded to Coca-Cola. <laughs> Throwing shade. Uh, Thomas Brown also chimes in. I just saw the new college football Dr. Pepper commercial on game day, and I instantly Googled, quote, where is Larry? This is a tragedy <laughs> at Dr. Pepper. You have to bring Larry back. Come on, man. This is horrible. He's a college football must-see. So obviously people are missing Larry, but what are they, how are they reacting to the new ad? This is where it gets a little weird, and I've never heard of this term of sports shaming, but it sort of came up um, in people's responses to the new Fansville ad. Um, so Always Brewing um, are tweeted out, this Dr. Pepper Fansville commercial is the most um, American advert I've seen in a while. Foot number one, football is the only sport that matters. Number two, soccer is bullshit. Number three, kids <laughs> need to think exactly like their parents. Rubes eat. Oh, I'm not going to read the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a little explicit there. Gets a little explicit. He's let's passionate. Let's say not a fan. Okay, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, certainly you're going to isolate anybody who's not a diehard football fan, right? If you're, oh, if yeah, you're no kidding. soccer's your first sport, yeah, you're no. not going to take well to, to Fansville. Right. Another example from Jason Wilson. That Dr. Pepper commercial, shaming a kid for liking a soccer ball is awful. You can like both football and soccer. Just look at and he handles off a, rattles off a few people who obviously can do both. And then it says, don't sport shame. Sport shaming, bad. Uh, Tim Hyland chimes in, too. So the Dr. Pepper slash college football ad dumping on soccer and lacrosse is a whole different level of stupid. But I guess that's par for the course these days. Joe, this is interesting because it's like you said, no PR is bad PR. Yeah, um, in this case, it might actually <laughs> I don't know if this is really hurting them because the whole point, like the one person said, don't sports shame, I'm going, where the heck did that phrase come from? Yeah, that's new. It's like, okay, I get your point is you might love soccer. I mean, if you watch the ad and if you haven't seen it, just obviously Google it or YouTube it or whatever the bleep you want to do with it. You're going to find out it's, it's pretty innocent. But um, for people to react like this, like it's political agenda. Yeah, maybe it's maybe like reflecting on that Nike the Nike thing with Kaepernick. Maybe, maybe they it was calculated to some degree. They knew that fans of soccer and lacrosse don't cross over that much. It's a, it's a low index, you know, and, and maybe it was very calculated. You know, maybe. It's possible, right? I mean, think of what they're investing in Fansville. It's not a small penny, right? So they're No, it's the ad they're running right now. So I, you'd like to think it was calculated. Yeah. It is generating conversation. Not necessarily positive. Right. So, um, for Dr. Pepper, feed worthy or worthless? Hmm. I struggle because I, I do agree with the sports shaming not being a good thing. 
but it is generating conversation. So I'm going to go feed. I'm trying to make up well. You're trying to. 50 50. Feed medium. Feed medium rare. Yeah, I struggle with this one too. Um, this whole category in general is, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, they, they're legacy brands. They have big budgets, but um, it's just, I don't know. No one wants to drink this stuff as much as they used to. It's tough. Uh, so for me, I, I don't really have an affinity for this brand. I don't really like what they did with this. Uh, to me, I say feed worthless. Uh, try hotter next time. Uh, and bring it. back Larry Culpepper. Yeah, Damn come it. on now. What are you even doing? Larry, I, I think it's actually um, feed. What are you thinking? It's sort of I just ripping off of what you just said because to me it's like you're spending a boatload of money on these TV ads. They yep. used to have like um, Doug Flutie and a lot of other people in their ads, so you get a little bit of entertainment value in their following. Now they go to this whole surreal fansville thing, and it's like I'm going, eh, whatever. <laughs> if that's the best you can do, okay. Now again, I'm sure they have brand trackers and everything else going. But here's the other thing too: they're they're college game day sponsors. There's something. There's a weird line when it comes to college students and manipulating younger minds versus you know big NFL brands, and it's a little. It's like that. That's a fair point. Yeah, younger audience. Yeah, like NCAA is kind of like I don't know if it's such a good idea. But then again, it's where all the money is. So, so do you want to be a pepper? That's the only thing I ask. Do you want to be a pepper? Do you want to be a pepper too? All right. Well, that actually wraps up um, our episode on football. Yeah, this was a good one. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. We're going to be back at it pretty quickly. I think within within two or three weeks. uh, Yeah, we want to get something in before Thanksgiving related to turkeys, food, and and fattening. Oh, my gosh. Food cravings. Yeah, so our goal is to fatten you all up before Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Before signing off, really quick, you guys have feedback. We want to hear it. Uh, Steve, you're on Twitter at Steve at Rebuild. I'm on EG Bo. And I'm at Steve St. Germain. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, you guys. I mean, we love that you're listening, uh, even if it's just a one off, but you can actually subscribe and get notifications each time we publish, uh, which is every few weeks now. So we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that uh, you're listening to other podcasts. Search Feedworthy, all one word. And that's kind of the housekeeping I got. I got to do that each time. Right. And thank you for, for getting us up and running, Steve. <laughs> Anytime. All right, gents. We're wrapping this one. All right. All right. Out. I'll talk to you later.